Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. If not the right team, I'm going to retire. Hopefully, I get a gold jacket. I got the numbers. You know, I got the championship, mm-hmm. so hopefully, I get in there. How many more years you think Tom Brady will play? Four. You say four? Four. Four. I didn't. I was surprised. When we came, when we came from halftime, we was like, he what? He retired at halftime? Just yeah, like, <laughs> listen. He's so crazy. He like he think that like yeah, Shady, hey man, I, I did history. I did it my way. Like, boy, <laughs> you know, like, so I'm like, you did it your way. Like what? Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. The name says it all. If you like what you hear, make sure you leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can also watch us on YouTube. Just visit youtube.com slash allthingscovered. Pat P., what are we going to cover on this episode? Oh, Mac, man, we're going to start off with some sad news in the golf world. I'm hearing about the Tiger Woods scary, scary uh, accident in Mm -hmm. California. We're going to talk about our normal segments that we always talk about, like has Pat heard, 21, 21 questions. And then we're going to catch up with, our, with one of my favorite running backs to ever play the game, two-time champ, Shady McCoy. Stay with us. Stay tuned. You guys know what time it is, first quarter of our show, and here's where we chop it up. In this chopping it up segment, we're going to take a, a trip down the NFL Combine memory lane. A lot of prospects won't get a chance to experience the NFL tradition this year because of the pandemic, but we wanted to revisit ours, right? So later in the show, we'll visit Has Pat Heard, you know what I mean, where we throw out some information to Pat to see if he actually heard the information. But in this segment, I'm going to hit Pat with his own combine trivia to say the least and for oh. you guys that really rock with pat p y'all know exactly his numbers that he put up in indy that led to him potentially being drafted in the top five historical big time numbers so i'm going to test pat p right hey, now Matt. see and okay. also also those numbers too was uh the performance of the day too by the way just throw that out there you said the point what, what was the numbers the the numbers that I, I I had at the combine I received you know they give out the player of the day at each day uh-huh. I, I received the player of the, of the day during my combine okay workout. so that means you so were, I might remember these numbers I we might remember see. these numbers hey hey <laughs> and them, them numbers brought you a whole lot of money a whole lot no of money shout out to AB hey, hey, <laughs> hey man when I ran that forty man when I ran when I ran that forty I had some three cat that's when I thought I was doing something. Had them three carat diamonds in my ear from my boy Jack Sutton in uh, out of New Orleans. Yeah, and the thing was bouncing, Mac running that four three four. That's probably one of the first questions you're gonna ask me. What was your forty time? Four three four. Here we go. So four three one is unofficial. Four three four is my official time because I have it. I have the cleats and my what's the name sign. I actually had a couple of, uh, scouts that told me that they had me clocked on their hand at four two nine. Mm. So four three one is unofficial. Four three four is official. It's official. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. How many reps you did on the bench? Oh, oh we got them. We got sixteen, em. I think. Nope. No, fifteen, 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 fifteen. Fifteen, 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 what fifteen. Your, yeah, 15. What, what was your vertical? Thirty-seven. Nope. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm one off of all, all these, right. man. Yep. 
Do you remember your broad jump? Now, see, this is the issue that yeah, I have with broad yeah. jumps. It, it yeah, either, you know, you can do it with jump. the inches or the, the, the feet. Do you remember so what I you jump? I do mine by the feet. 10-6. 10-6. So 126 inches. I don't know what's the equivalent of that it's, when it comes. Yeah, that's right. E. Yeah, that's right. I'll let us eat. 10-6. All right. Yeah. All right. Your three cones. Talk to me, man. Three cone. Ooh, that's a good one. I, but I think I was a six three one. Nope. You were in the sixes. I don't. Yeah, I know I was in the six. Oh, it might have been six. It might have been six oh one. Six five eight. I know it's a one. Six five eight. Okay, I six, thought it was five, a one in there somewhere. You got me on that one. I, I definitely did okay. not remember that one. You're above five hundred. You you got you got two wrong. You're above five hundred. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. <laughs> what you remember from your combine, Matt? Well, my combine was a little different than, than yours. I, that was 2005. So I didn't do everything at the combine. I ran my whoa, 40 whoa, whoa, whoa. At, I ran my 40 at pro day. I did my vertical hey, at, at the combine. The huh? I said you was caught these on the, on the, on, on with the Mars, man. You was a curl king, man. man How many times you hit the bench press? You remember your reps? Uh, bench press 23. What was your broad jump? Hey, man, you broad. were talking about the building, Jack. Broad jump was about a ten nine. If you go, see how yours came in inches too, though. What what inches? Because if yours if, was uh, hundred, what was your what was mine in inches? Uh, one twenty six. Oh, we got the same one then. We ten six, both ten, 10 six. But I jumped, jumped a higher. Five. I jumped a higher broad. I jumped a longer yeah. broad jump at pro day. Oh okay, and you oh, had yeah, thirty eight point five on your vert. On the vert, thirty eight and a half. Yeah, thirty eight and a half. I don't even remember. Yeah, Three cone. What what was my three cone? Yeah, uh, I don't. It don't have. Just have those three stats. Okay. What you running the forty? I know you uh, at least a four four, huh? Yeah. Pro day was like anybody. They had me in between anywhere between four four, what four four two to four four eight. Okay. And you worked so, out with Tom, right? Down in New Tom Orleans. Shaw. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. I had a short stint yeah, in New Orleans. Sir. Out of Kenner, Kenner, <laughs> Kenner, Louisiana. Yeah. 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 My, my my neck of the woods. Yeah. How how was it for you going to a combine, you know, being able to balance the workouts and then get it prepared for the interviews? Because a lot of people don't realize that when we're preparing for the combine, the actual drills, we're not just preparing for the physical part. You also got to prepare for the mental part, you know, being able to right. dissect and understand and, 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 and uh, answer the questions properly. Football related questions are just, you know, normal day to day life type questions. So how was that process for you being able to balance both the physical uh, requirements of the combine and the mental requirements. You know, Mac, I always uh, allude to, you know, having the ability to have family members to go through that process and being able to talk with them throughout, you know, throughout my process as I was getting, you know, going through the combine and, you know, going through the pro- uh, the drafting process. So, mm-hmm. you know, hearing stories from you and, you know, you know, getting kind of the one leg up on other guys that's there, because you got to think about it. Most guys that are getting drafted, it's not many other people that been in this in a situation or a scenario that they're going through, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, you know, listen to the stories, how, you know, you tell me like, it's going to be all drawn out with the medical staff doing all these meetings. So my mind was already prepared for all of that. Most guys going there, they hear about it, but don't really have no real insight about it. So honestly, I was just ready to go. I was prepared to kill, like yeah. go out there. I knew I was, I knew I was going to test well. That was a given because that's all, that's all I did leading up to that point. And talking to people, that was easy. You know what I mean? I know football, you mm-hmm. know, I, and I love, I love talking football. So that was easy. Me talking in front of people that, that, I, you know, I never had a problem with that. So 
for me, I thought the combat was a breeze. To be honest with you, you know, people always talk about these horse stories. Yeah, it was long and drawn out, but my reasoning behind it, why they do that, just trying to see how you handle pressure. How can your body react when it's under stress? Mm-hmm. And that's my whole thought process. I believe what the combine is for is, you know, how how deep are you willing to dig to perform at your best? You know what I mean? And and, and I think that's what they do for those four days because, you know, we don't have to be there for them four days or yeah. them three days, however, many, however long that we're there for. They're just trying to see how mentally tough you are. No doubt. All things covered with Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden. Uh, make sure you guys stay tuned. We got a special guest joining us later in the show after halftime. LaShawn Shady McCoy will be joining us. He has a lot to say about Tom Brady retiring, Hall of Fame. But you got to stay tuned to hear exactly what he will be saying right after halftime. But now we got to transition to a different part of the show. You know what I mean? Not uh, the exciting, enthusiastic news that we usually provide for you guys somber news to say the least tiger woods injured in a car crash pat p loves tiger woods i call him baby tiger all the time because he's (laughs) on the golf course just as much as tiger woods but you know what were your thoughts when you heard the news about the car crash and then not knowing exactly the situation for tiger being involved in that car crash man it was crazy because i was on the golf course when it happened it kind of put me in the first thing that happened the first thing that came to my mind is i was on the golf course when kobe passed kobe yeah yeah so i was like damn like no this can't be happening because i had got an alert on my phone said tiger just got into a single car accident Mm -hmm. so i literally stopped my round i'm like hell no man you know i literally stopped i let groups go (laughs) go go up through and everything so checking my phone trying to get information and it wasn't really any there's very, you know, very minimum information out there. You know, you heard all these reports that his leg may get cut off and, you know, yeah, yeah. broke, broke Sim- both Similar legs. to Kobe, you know, you didn't hear it. No, exactly yeah. what was legit. So like, you heard everything. God, damn, man. Like, I just hope everything's okay. So that, that literally messed up my whole day. So then when, you know, more, more information started to come out about, you know, that he was very responsive. Um, obviously the news about, you know, his leg, you know, being amputated, you know, that was false, you know, but he is going to have a long road of recovery. The biggest thing right now is just he's alive and being able to spend time with his family, spend time with his kids, his loved ones. Because, you know, Justin Thomas hit it right on the on the head. You you, you don't say, you know, how much you appreciate people, mm-hmm. you know, enough while they're here, you know, so it just makes you think about, you know, we always think as athletes, you know, we're untouchable, untouchable, especially like Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, those names, they're like gods, you know, nothing can happen to them. And, yeah. you know, for it to, you know, happen to, to Tiger just a week ago, you know, it's definitely uh, tragic news to the golf, to the golf community, to the fans, to the, to the sports of the, uh, yes. the fans of the, of the fans of the sport, you know, so, but, Hopefully they send everything is looking pretty good right now. I think they, you know, gonna have to have multiple surgeries to to make sure. I hear, I hear they may have to have some skin graft mm-hmm. uh, procedures. So, like I said, it looked like it's gonna be a lengthy road to uh, recovery. But the main thing is that he, he is still here with. Yeah, no, no doubt. And just the respect that Tiger has, you know, from the sport sporting world, uh, people were definitely concerned, um, mm-hmm. you know, and devastated, not knowing exactly the in-depth information regarding the crash but like you said it seems like he will make a recovery to say the least several golfers they honored tiger by wearing the red on sunday so that's the respect yeah that That was was dope dope. so you know pat the next time you're on the golf course probably which would be tomorrow i think you should rock your your red polo 
No, nah, you only can wear it on Sundays, Mac. Only on Sundays. Only, I'm sorry. Yeah, only on okay. Sundays. And you know the thing is, though, Mac, I'm such a huge, huge Tiger fan. You know, I never wore a red shirt, a red golf shirt with black pants. I never wow. wore it because I, I don't know. Just out of, I said, man, that's Tiger look, man. I can't be still. Oh, around okay. Coat look. Okay. I got you. I got <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, that's and that's why most golfers don't do it either, though. If uh-huh. you ever notice, out of respect most, of Tiger. Yeah, they do not wear red and black shirt and black pants. Yeah. Well, that's Tiger look. Yeah, it was it was devastating news, but like you said, I received the uh, alert uh, on my phone as well. Shout out to CBS Sports app to keep me updated with all the alerts and uh, hearing that and seeing that, I was like, man, not again. You know, yeah. we've seen so much happen to and at the know, beginning of the year too. That yeah, happened, you know, you know what I mean. So it's like, no, man. Yeah, yeah, but hopefully Tiger will make a full recovery and eventually be able to have the normalcy that he had before the car crash, and we. Continue to, you know, send our prayers to him and his family. In other news in sports here in the country, LeBron James won't just stick to sports. Uh, that message came from soccer star Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Came out and said LeBron just needs to stick to sports. Uh, was big time news. You know, his, his, uh, statement basically went viral. LeBron's response went viral this past Friday. Uh, and Zlatan came out and said, this is his statement. Uh, Pat P, listeners and viewers, uh, LeBron is phenomenal at what he's doing, but I don't like when people have some kind of status. They go and do politics at the same time. Do what you're good at. Do the category you do. I play football, soccer because I'm the best in playing football, soccer. I don't do politics. Of course, LeBron came out with a professional response. And at the end of the day, I would never shut up about things that I, that are wrong. I preach about my people. I preach about equality, social injustice. His final thing that he said is there's no way I would ever just stick to sports because I understand this platform and how powerful my voice is. So Pat P, of course, you know, LeBron has been extremely vocal and racially you know, injustice to uh, people of color, uh, politics, the list can go on and on, you know, just being an activist to say the least, you know, uh, working in the community, doing a lot outside of putting the ball in the rim, you know, and, and, and why is LeBron's message so important? And do you agree with Zlatan or do you disagree with him? Uh, no, I don't agree with Zlatan. Um, I believe um, LeBron is, you know, has always been consistent, you know, from day one about how he feel about the justice system, the inequality that, you know, like he alluded to, his people don't receive. So, you know, he he's always been the same way, you know, every time these, these situations come up. And he's right. You know, his voice is very powerful. Why would he just, like, you know, the one lady told him to shut up and dribble? You yeah. know, LeBron is a is an is a world icon. You know, no question. No he question. is he is damn near very, bigger very than the president. You know yeah, what I mean? He's very very influential. And and when he says something, you know, people get behind him and and listen and follow suit. You know, so you know, LeBron is definitely a people's champ, and I don't think he I, he's definitely never going to shut shut up about you know whatever he feels that is right. But um, no man, LeBron, LeBron man. That man, he, he's a people's champion. Like he always just does it the right way. And like I say, he's always been consistent, you know, yeah. throughout the years. And one thing about this particular player in Zlatan, he played in LA. He played with the Galaxy yeah. over a year or so ago. Now he's with mm-hmm. AC Milan. And, you know, he's, he basically released this statement, not even in the country. You know what I mean? So right. he, he felt some type of way about some of the things that LeBron has been doing. 
But my thing is this. If you feel some type of way about LeBron and his opinion about politics, number one, I like LeBron being able to show how adverse he is because he does his homework before jumping and jumping right. into something. You know what I mean? So he understands what he's talking about. He does his homework right. to, uh, to, to some degree. And then if you look at LeBron, he has the I promise school with more than 450 students. Mm-hmm. That's huge. When you look at Zlatan talking about politics, why you didn't say anything about that? Right. Right. Why you didn't say, Hey, just stick to sports. You shouldn't, you know, endorse or create schools, create opportunities for kids to be able to learn the, uh, the appropriate way to be able to earn a college opportunity. Why you didn't say anything about that? Why you didn't say anything mm-hmm. about the investments that LeBron has been involved in? You know what I mean? Blaze pizza and things like that. I think LeBron mm-hmm. has even invested in a soccer team. Yeah. Right? yeah he's part right? owner. Part I, owner of the soccer I, don't, I, don't, team. I don't know the team name, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So why are you, you know, criticizing LeBron takes on politics when he is a guy that votes? He has the right to vote. So if he has the right to vote, he shouldn't have an opinion about anything political right. related. Liverpool. You know what I mean? So yeah. Liverpool, yeah, Liverpool, that's the team that he he's invested in. So for Zlatan, come on. I I I definitely don't agree with him. I agree with you right there, Pappy. I don't agree with him because you're not being critical about I promise school. You're not being critical mm-hmm. about the investments. Liverpool, you're not being critical about other things that he's doing in the community, but you're being critical about LeBron's take or opinion on politics. It seems like this is a personal uh issue with Zlatan. And it's not just <laughs> about what LeBron is saying. It's because LeBron is saying it. That's right. the thing. It's because yeah. who the person is in delivering the message. And because of that, he does not like the message. Now, time for my favorite part of the show. You guys know it up. You know what time <laughs> it is. You know what it is. Has Pat heard? Has Pat heard? Real quick for the listeners, first-time listeners or first-time viewers, this is a part of the show we decided to implement because Pat P is in vacation mode. He's golfing, he's working out, or he's in the air traveling somewhere. And because of that, he's not really in tune to, uh, to, to what is going on around him in the sports world. So we decided to implement this segment. So far, his overall record, 7 of 12. He's above 500, so he's doing a pretty good job. Number one thing for Pat P and has Pat heard. J.J. Watt signed with the Cardinals. I know this is... You know, <laughs> I know of course I heard that. We man. just wanted to throw that one out there just to make sure. All right. What are you take on the fit? You know what I mean? J.J. Watt coming to the Cardinals. Uh, You know, you're a free agent. Hassan Reddit is a free agent. You know what I mean? What do you think about the fit with J.J.? And how will this affect your career with the Cardinals? You know, either staying or going elsewhere. Does it really have any means to what they will do with you, do you think? Um, I think it's a great pickup. For Chandler, for him to have, you know, uh, somebody on the other side of him that can attract the same attention that he can, uh, free him up a little bit more. Um, obviously, it makes it easier for the guys on the back end when you can have, you know, two two dogs that can get after the quarterback. That's their specialty, I believe. Mm-hmm. I played since 2012. They're one and two in, in sacks and like 96 point, you know, five. And I think Chandler may have 90. I, I can't remember which one is first, but. They both got 90 plus sacks <laughs> since 2012. Yeah. I think Chandler, is, I think Chandler is first. Okay. Which yeah. is unbelievable. So, um, I think it's a great match. You know, um, I can't wait to see, you know, how those guys end up, you know, playing with each other. Um, and to answer your second question, you know, um, you know, you, you never know what's going to happen. You know, I think, you know, with that, you know, with them adding a piece like JJ Watt, it definitely makes you, you know, think about, you know, your future here. 
or you know whatever it, it may be. But you know, Steve is doing a great job of uh, of trying you know to, to put together a, a good team, and it was a great splash to start off you know the twenty one season. There we have it. There we have it. And when it comes to Pat P and the Arizona Cardinals, I know you wouldn't have an issue in playing with JJ and Chandler. And heck, right. if you can sign <laughs> Hassan Reddit back at the right at the right cause, I think you would be okay being in that secondary, having those guys rush the pass up front. But it's going to be a fun, fun offseason for our very own Pat P as we ride this free agent free agency train with Mr. Peterson. Yes, sir. All right. The next question in has Pat heard? Now, this is a good one. I can't wait. Boy, if you get this one, I'm going to be okay. Pat been on dry land too much. He need to get in the air. Yeah, All hey, right. yeah. what's happening? What's hey, happening? Hey. Russell Wilson rumors, they're starting to heat up again, Pat P. Mm. All right? He said he doesn't want to be traded, but if, if he were to be traded, he has a list of four teams, which doesn't make any sense to me because if you don't want to be traded, why do you have a list of teams you would like to go to if they were to trade you? Huh. Read between the lines on that one. Right. And so he has a list of four teams. We're not going to ask you to get all four teams right. Right. Mm-hmm. But can you get two of the four teams that he would like to be traded to if he got traded? Can you get two of the four teams? Uh, I know one of them for sure. Cause I, uh, I follow Devin Hester on, uh, on Instagram yep. and I saw what he posted today. He was like, Oh man, it's going to be wild. If we can get, uh, Russell Wilson, I'm going to the first five games. So I'm assuming it's Chicago. Okay, that's one. That's one. Um. Okay, that's one. And then I'll give you a hint. The next three in the three, you have two NFC, one AFC. Oh, I do know. I do know the one NFC because my mother-in-law just told me about this last night. Oh man, yeah. yeah. You got some whole. Okay, you got <laughs> a whole cookie. This was so funny, man. So my mother-in-law, she was like, "Hey, Patrick, have you heard about what the mayor in New Orleans did?" I'm like, "No, mm-hmm. what happened?" She was like, she tweeted out saying, yeah, Russell, you could come on to New Orleans. We'll welcome you with open arms. They said, man, the city, <laughs> city of New Orleans. I mean, they tried to bury that lady. It was like, Drew Brees haven't even retired. Uh, he ain't even retired yet. <laughs> I mean, the body's still warm. And the body yeah, ain't got so, cold yet. <laughs> so that's the that's the reason why I knew those okay. two. But who, are, who the other two, though? Okay, so it's the Raiders and the Cowboys. Cowboys? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he would want to get traded there. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Well, heck, they got Dak. What are they going to do? Going to ship Dak to Seattle? They going to still need a quarterback. Why not? Yeah. Hey, man, Curly Hair Russell Wilson <laughs> feels some type of way. Because you don't come out and say, I don't want to be traded, but if nah. I get traded, these are the list of the teams. These are the teams I want to go to. No, he's saying it. He's saying he want to be traded, but he's he coming out and saying that he's not asking for the trade. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you said, read between the lines. He want to be traded, but he's he's not saying, oh, I He's, you know, playing that, that political role. I don't want to mm-hmm. be traded, but. If I get traded, here, here's where I want to go. Exactly. If I yeah. get traded, here's the teams. <laughs> it's like and telling you, hey, I don't want a new car, but if you were to get me a car, these are the cars I want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And on top of that, he has the no trade clause. So at the end of the day, he, he controls his, you know, his own destiny. So, so hearing this, do you think, I know last week or two weeks ago, you said Russell's not going anywhere. Do you think he potentially could get traded now? Mm-mm. I yeah. still don't think they trade Russell. There's no way you can't. I mean, I don't. Only way I trade Russell, if I'm getting another franchise quarterback or caliber franchise quarterback in return, and I need all your first round draft picks for the next five years. Yeah. And, 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 and so, so my thing is this: if you look at the teams, we're going to transition to 21 questions just here in a second. If you're Seattle and Russell is disgruntled, he want to be out of there. 
I tell the Cowboys, you give me Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. you give me three first rounders, and you give me Ezekiel yeah. Elliott. Yeah. Now, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I can. I, hey. If I'm Seattle, <laughs> if I'm Seattle, I'm taking I that. take that all day. I'm taking that because think all about day. Seattle don't have first rounders coming up the next two years because they traded them away to freaking right. to, to the Jets for Jamal. Yeah. And you pay Dak Prescott, you're probably going to pay him probably a little less than what you're already paying Russell. Anyway, now the contract is going to be very, very difficult because Zeke Elliott is getting, be getting, getting a handsome ransom. But I'm getting – you're going to give me a starter along with Dak Prescott and three first-rounders. If I'm Seattle, I do that. Yeah, I take that all day. I'll take that. But, yeah, and um, yeah, I, I, I take that for sure all day. I'm taking that. I'm not even thinking twice. And I love curly hair Russell Wilson. He's a I bad man. But if you're telling me I can get another younger quarterback who could be yeah. a little cheaper and, and still give me rounders. and three first rounders and, and a pro Zeke. and Zeke, man, please, I yeah. can't turn that down. No, or, or you're gonna <laughs> give me you're gonna give me one of your offensive superstars. You're gonna give me oh, a yeah, lineman sure. or somebody. I'm getting a starter. Yeah, the quarterback, the quarterback. If if, if that was to happen, Dak got to be in the package, obviously, because they yes. Maybe. Yeah, they, and we pay him. We, let, let's let, let's and 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 listen. Like I said, if Russell Wilson didn't want to get traded, he wouldn't have a list of teams, right? And exactly. publicly put that information out there. But it's a sticky situation. Like I said, free agency is going to be a fun ride for all of us as we watch from afar, or if you're actually involved in it. But Russell Wilson is going to be top of the list when it comes to free agency news or trading news because we're going to see exactly what happens with curly hair Russell Wilson. Curly hair. Now it's time for 21 questions. Uh, 21 questions is where we get a chance to interact with you, the fan, the listeners, the viewers. If you want to have your question uh, be answered here in the future, just leave a question, a question and attach a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll get a chance to get her on the show. We'll answer your question. This week, we got a nice question coming from Abraham Calderon. Uh, really appreciate y'all's discussion last week on players dealing with CTE. was really insightful to hear from the players. Thanks for being so open. Do you think young players are getting the information necessary to make informed decisions on pursuing a career? Would it make a difference or would the love of the game competition and an opportunity to improve financial circumstances still win out? Number one, Pat P, do you think young players are getting the right information necessary to make informed decisions on pursuing a career in football? Uh, oh, in football. Okay. Yeah. I believe so. I believe they, they're giving, you know, more information now and more outlets that they ever have when, obviously, when you was coming out and when I was coming out. No question. You know, so I believe the outlets now that kids have growing up that want to make a, a career in football is definitely a lot easier for them. The technology is different and, and a lot more enhanced, you know, just the things that they're able to do as far as traveling. You know, mm-hmm. we weren't able to travel no state to state. Further, we went was, you know, Tallahassee, you know, to a football camp. You know, these kids now go to California, Texas, Alabama to compete against others to help make their skills better. And, you know, and by going to those different camps, you get to learn from different coaches. You get to learn from different people and get different information as you're trying to pursue your career on, you know, how to, you know, make your, your game better or how to make better decisions. So I think now definitely, definitely these kids in this day and age are getting all the, the information that they need to make the proper decision on uh, if they, they want to pursue uh, football as a career. 
I agree with you 110%, Pat P. Uh, years ago, it uh, wasn't the same. You know what I mean? It was almost like if you sustained a concussion in a ball game, you come out a few plays, get some smell and salt, they put you right back in the fire. Now, if you get, you know, concussed or even have, even show symptoms of a concussion, they're taking you out of the ball game. I think they're educating the young players, uh, more in depth leading up to, you know, the level of play going to Pop Warner level, you know, high school level, clearly in, in collegiate, collegiately, they're emphasizing concussions and things to look forward to. So yes, they're, they're getting more information. It's still uh, a lot of steps that need to be made. Um, but the game of football, you can't make it overly safe because you have to remove some elements of the game that we love, which is tackling, which is the the collisions, which is people moving full speed. That will always be attached to the game of football. But what you can do is, you know, educate the players and educate the medical staff and things to look for it and seeing, you know, things to look out for, you know what I mean? And they've done a real good job. And when his uh, last question, you know, when it comes to the love of the game, competition, opportunity, improved financial circumstances still went out. Yeah. Yeah. Because Abraham, you got to look at a lot of players that play football, you know, at least 60%, you know, come from difficult situations. And this is their way out. This is their talent that they've been able to have based on what God has blessed them with. And they're able to utilize that talent to change their lives, you know, to, right. ta- to change people lives that, that, that are associated with them. So yes, it was still went out. You know what I mean? You, there's a chance you, you, you take in certain professions and, um, you know, just when it comes to the game of football, you know, especially depending on the position you play, the chance that you take is, you know, bruises, you know, injuries, you know what I mean? Above the shoulder injuries sometimes when it comes to the, 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 the head collisions and things like that. But it's a process. They've come a long way, to say the least. They're not stagnant like they were how it was back in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. It's a different type of game. But we appreciate the question coming from Abraham Calderon. Like I said, if you'd like to have your question uh, answered in the show, you know, just leave us a five-star rating attached to the question and me and pat p will get to it now it's halftime for us but before we get to our guest and like i said our guest is Lashawn mccoy he has a lot to say very, very entertaining uh conversation coming up in a few we want to let you guys know you now can find all things covered content on facebook yes we're on facebook and it's good that we're on facebook because we have a lot of older fans that are love the show but they only tap in facebook you know older people only deal with facebook they don't deal right. with Twitter and Instagram, so we want to make sure we Mutual we have friends. our yeah we have our content <laughs> available for everybody, right? Any age demographic. Uh, but we're on Facebook right now, so all things covered pod, and give us a like and a follow. We'll feature the best clips from the show and be able to interact more with our fans. So we're on Facebook. Make sure you give us a like and a follow. Now it's halftime for us, but on the opposite side of the half, we'll be joined by a two-time champion. One of the best running backs of his generation, a guy that has a lot to say, a very, very entertaining individual, not to mention, like I said, he's a top-tier running back. LaShawn McCoy will be joining us on the opposite side of the half. Stay tuned. All decade. We back from halftime, all things covered. Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden. We promise you guys a special guest. Every week we will deliver like the mailman. This is a special guest, a guy I've been knowing for a long, long time. When he was a young little pup, now he's a grown man. Now he's a two-time champion, six-time pro bowler, two-time first-team all-pro, 15,000 career yards, 89 career touchdowns, member of the 2010 
all decade team alongside my guy Pat P. And like I said, <laughs> when you mention him, when you refer to him, when you introduce him, you gotta say two time Super Bowl champion, LaShawn Shady McCoy. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here on All Things Covered. Number one, you're rocking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers gear. I know you're still feeling good from that championship victory a few weeks ago. How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. Just to give you a little correction, counting rushing and receiving is like 93 touchdowns. Just to be active. Oh, Just to be active. Okay. Okay. Uh, I appreciate that. Let me, hey, hey, let me, let me write like that it. down right now. 93. We cannot shortchange my guy. Every short, touchdown please, please, matters. Bro. I need every bit of it. No question. No, I'm good, man. I'm good. Just, um, off the Super Bowl run. It was a nice run, man. And, uh, the best part been like the party because we've been like in quarantine yeah. and, uh, with the team. We can't really see our family like that. So now it's changed where there's a little bit of freedom. A lot of guys on the team from working yeah. together every day to actually going to lunch, going to dinners, you know, stepping out, having a drink or two. So it's been a nice little vibe, man. And the weather's yeah. great. Oh, I no question. Oh, you know, yeah. We're both from Florida, so we know uh, yeah, how the man. weather in the, in the Sunshine State is. And one thing we like to highlight here on our show, anytime we have a guest on, you know, usually good things happen for them. You know, we've often called our show the rabbit's foot for whatever guest, whoever the guest is joining <laughs> us, because good things usually happen. But right. one could say you or a rabbit foot as well. You look at the your last two <laughs> seasons, I mean, the two teams you've been part of, they've won championships. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. talk about that journey and being able to have the unthinkable happen in your career, being able to be a part of the right organizations and being able to help them hoist that sticky Lombardi. Oh, man, it's been a nice run. I mean, I think about, like, all my, my prime years when I was really doing it at a high level, but I wasn't winning. You know, and it was getting to a point where as it, my career was winding down, I'm like, dang, will I get a ring? Will I get a championship? You know, and then things didn't work out in Buffalo, uh, money-wise. And I moved on to Kansas City with my old coach, with Andy Reid, and, uh, and that whole team and organization. We found a chance to get a ring there when we did that. And then I moved on um, to Tampa Bay when they were stacking up players. And even with, with that team, like, I was considering retiring. I'm like, look, I had a couple teams hit me up trying to holler at me. To come play, but I'm like, man, I, I listen. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not gonna go from you know uh, Mahomes and all that, Andy Reid and that team to just playing for any team, and I want to do it. And then uh, Tampa Bay called, you know, and with Ba. Um, by the way, Ba, he, he loves you too, dog. He always talks you know highly about you. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, and and, and uh, they called, and, and I talked to Tom and other guys. I said I'm gonna go to Tampa, and then sure enough, okay. we did it again. Man, that's awesome, man. Ba is my guy, by the way. Uh, yeah, I you. gotta, I gotta, yeah, I gotta ask you this though. How, how was it being able to play for literally the two faces of the league, Mahomes and Brady? Mm. Like, is there mean, any comparison? Was, yeah, it was great, man. Cause yeah, there's a lot of comparisons, I think, with the two, but then they're also different. You know, one is 43 years old. You know what I'm saying? And right, right, right. He, mm-hmm. he talks about taking shots of, um, avocado. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's a little different, but. But like, they're both are leaders and they lead different ways. Right. Mahomes is younger, so he leads a little bit more by his play as far as, you know, mm-hmm. we, we down, you know, he, he'll spin out of a tackle, run around, throw a sidearm, you know, them type of things right. when we, when we need right. it. And Tom is more like the whole week, he's kind of preparing you, teaching you. I mean, this, this Super Bowl run we had, you know, we get that, the extra time off and the whole week, two weeks leading up to the game, he's preparing us. Every D-back, every safety, every linebacker, he's letting us know everything about by detail. And then when we're not wooding, he's sending, like, audios and videos and coaching us up. So they're very similar in how they lead, man, but also kind of different. And I, I think just the age 
Um, and then the experience. Like, people forget that Pat, right. man, he's, he's still young. It's only like his second, third year yeah. when he's starting, really yeah. playing. Right, right, That's right. the scary yeah. part. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Tom comes from, like, a different point of, like, experience. Wow. Right. Can you see Pat Mahomes touching Tom Brady as far as in, in, in Super Bowl appearances? I, I think when Tom Brady, when he looks at other quarterbacks from young to old, I think he, he feels like Pat is probably the only one that gets it, mm-hmm. that will have a shot. Right. For example, like right. most quarterbacks, they take the money. You know what I'm saying? I'm take the money. I'm right. gonna pay the snap. Tom didn't do that. Tom saved mm-hmm. money, right? And and sprinkled out within his within his organization with his players. De- on defense, right? Off. Pat the same way. Okay, listen, man, I'm gonna be good, but I'm only as good as my team. So now I mm-hmm. signed a deal like that where I could pay the defense to tackle or defense end to get the pressure of the cornerbacks or or my superstar mm-hmm. tied in or my my Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill like. You can do them right. things on my left tackle. You can do that when, when when you're not taking all the money. And I think when Tom kind of sees that, he, he always talks about how, like, Mahomes, he gets it. Like, he's a dude that wants to be the greatest. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I think I think Pat has a great chance. And he's starting so early. Yeah. 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 Very early. Very he already early. got two appearances under his belt. You know what I mean? Like you said, in three years of starting. Yeah. So, and nowadays, yeah, quarterbacks playing clearly in their late 30s and their 40s. Ooh, yeah. So. 40s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In their 40s nowadays. So. <laughs> He has a legit shot, but hey, we don't even know when Tom Brady gonna sit down, so he might just continue to add right. to the resume. <laughs> hey, look, he wants to keep taking shots of avocado. Tom's so humble, it's crazy, yo. But he got that thing from so like, okay, look, y'all know who I am, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> y'all know who I am. He's really humble, but he got that tone. Yeah, yeah, I like that I about him because most quarterbacks don't he? showcase that. <laughs> You know what I mean? Most quarterbacks don't display that type of skill set or attitude on the football field. Tell us a little more about this Tom Brady group chat that we've been hearing about. How often is he texting the group? Is it late? Is it early? Who's all in that chat? Just like the skill guys, the guys that's active, you know, and just the matchups who you'll see this week. And the crazy thing is that everything he's, he'll, tell, he'll tell us and he talks about, it happens. Because mm-hmm. you never really know, you know what I'm saying, what defense you will face right. or the technique. You don't really know. You think, because everybody plays right. each game different. You know, now I think mm-hmm. the defense right. will stay true to who they are. You know what I'm saying? But they will have some changes. Like you, you spent cover two the whole game, you know, coming out and then they play man or they man too high. Like you never know. But majority of the time, Tom be on it. Like, yo, they're going to be bump yeah. runners. They're going to play us. They're going to challenge us. And it happens. So mm-hmm. the, the group chat is just about eight guys, uh, eight, nine guys. So it's only football okay. related content in the chat. That's you guys. I mean, talking I, football. I mean, yeah, yeah. Tom, yeah. He, now Tom's yeah. real professional. He yeah. hang out a little bit. He has a good time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But mostly it's business, especially around the times, like the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. His intensity went up. Like, it was cool. It was cool. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm more serious. Playoffs, all right. We're done with the plan. we serious, serious. Yeah. <laughs> the, Super, the Super Bowl, oh, he was another level. Like, look, ain't no horse playing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Ain't none of that. Right, yeah. right. We had Coach Larry Foot on, and, and Coach told Foot. us, uh, yeah, we had Foot Doctor on. Foot was telling us, like, on air, Tom Brady is buckled up like his actual game. You know what I mean? Going through the reads with the running backs or the wide receivers, he's buckled up. He's going through the motions like it's an actual game. Real talk. Everything, like, like strapped up. You know what I'm saying? The walkthroughs. He got the big boots, cleats on he wears. He got them placed up. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And look, and if you get him, see, I instigate a little bit, so I get him going. I'm like, I don't know, Tom. Uh, like, like you, your scrambling is like, come on. Look, for like a couple of weeks, he was he was racing dudes, like the quarterbacks, the coaches. <laughs> he a competitor. Yeah. You know what I mean? He let it compete. Right. So, <laughs> he different, you know? Hey, he different dude. I bet he is, man. And, you know, we have, from the outside looking in, you had the opportunity to be there with him. We can only imagine. But uh, we're trying to get to the bottom of 
who was crying still, man? Cause we had we had foot on, we had <laughs> we had Levante on. Who was crying? Man? NFC like, Championship game, man. Somebody, yeah, we try to figure out who actually was crying. Hey, man, they said Tom. They said Tom. Say, man, knock it off. Look, look, and then the whole time Tom looked at him like, like, is you like you serious? So tell me this. Tell me this. We heard it was somewhere in the, in a skill position offense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you get hot, you warming up. Look, he looked like All right. <laughs> at first he like he looked like damn, maybe it was like a you know a definite family or something, right? Some something right. crying like that. <laughs> he blew horn it up. He looked like son, we ain't done nothing yet. We ain't done. Right. <laughs> yeah, it had, it, to, be, it had to be some wide receivers because Shady Shady ain't saying if it's in the running backs. Uh, it's running back. Oh, this is what I will say. I ain't look, my, my young boys, I ain't letting on that crying. We ain't doing that crying. <laughs> right until at least we win it. Yeah, they'll die. Right, they'll you got to win it all for sure. 100%. I guess we. I guess right now it's safe to say we can assume because Levante came on and, and he chimed in about it, and then Foot also because Foot said he was looking around like he kept hearing some sniffling, like someone passed. So everybody was trying somebody. To... Was, I, th- I, th- I think Tom took his number. They changed jersey numbers or something like that. Like, like oh, 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 you talking about Godwin? Was it was it Chris Godwin? Hey, hey, that's, what, hey that's what you refer to. <laughs> you don't get it from me. But I will say this: y'all heating up, boy. Whoa. Hey, no doubt, no doubt. If, if it was Chris Godwin who was tearing up, man, he deserved a tear because he helped you no guys with that Sticky Lombardi, and he's gonna get paid this hey, year. That's for Chris sure. Nice, hey, Chris hey, it's nice. still it's still amazing how Chris had to learn how to catch that football too. With yeah, with that, his head. Uh, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. yeah. That right. was that was pretty amazing. That was yeah. pretty amazing. Yo, uh, Shady, what did you think about you know during the Super Bowl game when you saw Tom Brady going at it with your former teammate and Tyron Matthew, the back and forth? And that's one thing I know people say it was a big deal and things like that. But I like to see a quarterback get yeah, involved yeah, in that too. ball game in between the that lines. level, in between the lines, like Pat P mentioned. But what were your take on that? Because I know you're good friends with Tyron Matthew. We had him on yeah. the show as well. Uh, so what was your thought process when you saw and- your two? Your two favorite guys, to say the least, going back and forth. No, nah, that's my that's my guy. They're both my guys. I mean, especially with Tyron. Like, you if you know him, he he respects all all the great players. You know, so uh-huh. he one of them dudes that he he gets a lot of respect out. So seeing him go at it, I know he's a competitor and he hate, he hates to lose. That's mm-hmm. one thing about him practicing with him. He practices really hard. You know, yeah. so but then mm-hmm. when him and Tom's going at, I can see kind of how it went because Tom's a competitor. So he probably was like, yeah, you know, touchdown. And Tyron must have said something back to him. You know, and, and you know Tom might have said something back, and then I think. What really happened is that's how it kind of happened. Then uh, I think Tom's like, "Yo, you know, no disrespect. Like I ain't mean to come at you wrong." Because I guess yeah. Tyron felt a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he was like, "I lost respect for you" or something like that. Tom's like, "Yo, my bad." Mm-hmm. And I think when Tom says I'm back, Tom or Tyron says I'm back. Uh, right. Tom ran up on like, "Look, it is what it is." Like, yeah, I try to say sorry. It is what it is. That's how kind of how it went down. No doubt, Tom against the man. He, hey man, he, he a little gangster into him. You know, yeah. you got the. Come on. The way he talks trash is a is a little different because I think when you look at quarterbacks that we you know played against, Philip Rivers is probably the one quarterback that everybody mentioned as a trash talker. Tom Brady has a different style of talking trash. You know what I mean? It's it's totally different. Philip Rivers, you can kind (laughs) of hear him talking trash, you kind of laugh it off. But Tom Brady, he's coming at you. You know what I mean? He's really coming at you. And then Tom, like Tom, a nice dude. You know what I'm saying? He's a good guy. He really is a good guy. He's a humble guy. Mm-hmm. So like like even when he talks about trash, you gotta really get it out of me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. He don't really. You gotta like you gotta push his buttons. Oh, cause he humble. Like right. only, I'm like Tom. Like yo, tell these dudes let's do this, let's do that. He's more like ah, uh, but till you make him mad, then it'll, it'll come out. So I think Tyron must yeah. really push his buttons. Yeah. Hey Shady, you obviously we talked about your career having you know 
you know, 15 plus thousand yards, 93, uh, <laughs> total touchdowns. Uh, but you had a very, very unique ball handling style. Would you advise other players to emulate that or is it just unique to you? I think players just be themselves. Whatever makes you yeah. comfortable. As Coach Reed, you know, when I was a rookie, some of the coaches would be like, hey, tuck the ball. And I was trying to concentrate on tucking the ball and just and doing all the right things like a robot, you know. And, and Andy Reed would yeah. tell the coaches, yo, fall back, let him play his game. And as I got yeah. older and became who I was or who I am, I would say, Coach, why, why you never made me tuck the ball? He said, hey, I'll let you play your game. Now, if you fumbled a couple yeah. times, it would be different. Mm-hmm. But you, you draft players to be themselves. Yeah. And I think that's why yeah. all his all his draft picks, they be successful because he lets them play their they game, man, and, and let their personality show. Yeah. You can't turn players into robots. You never have a, a lot of yeah. players that reach their full potential. And a lot of coaches don't understand that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nope, they want you to do it their way. Is Andy Reid practices as hard as everybody say they are? Because I, 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 I've been to B.A. practices, too. And I think B.A. practices are hard. Is Andy Reid practices as hard as everybody uh, say they are? B.A. stuck in his ways. You know, his practices are tough, but no doubt about it. <laughs> he gonna he gonna he gonna work with you though. You know, he gonna work with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Andy Reed, tough. Look, look, <laughs> when I came look, it's real talk. When I came there, I didn't start. I had to, you know, work my way in a little bit. Then I eventually mm-hmm. I beat my man out. I was a starting for a couple games, mm-hmm. right? I got right. kind of banged up, but I was fatigued from like the practices, like, yo, because I haven't probably since <laughs> year seven, I, I probably practice like twice a week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I go there, they're like, hey, we young, we rolling, we good, we practicing. And I couldn't, I couldn't hang like that. You know what I mean? So mm. that's how, you know, we pushed up whatever down the line, but, but any repractice is tough. That's what I hear. It See, says to the ground, everything. Oh my, old school. <laughs> let's transition to the outstanding career of yours. Uh, you and Pat P could have been college teammates. At one point in time, I don't know if our listeners and viewers are aware of this. You both were commits to the University of Miami. Oh, uh, clearly okay. didn't go. Yeah, Pat P committed to Miami. You committed to Miami as yeah. well. Didn't go uh, to Miami. But what led to you ending up at Pittsburgh? Well, first of all, I always thought that the best backs go to Miami. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that was like my thing. I got hurt. So they kind of like, they flaked on me with the, with the offer. They kind of took uh-huh. it back a little bit. So I got cool. And then Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and Penn State was like my only two schools I had. Oh, that's when Paterno was still running things. And it was different. It was like military academy, like, you know. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't do that. And then, uh, Tony Wanstead, he was, everything he said, man, came true. He was, he was like a real professional, like an NFL coach that's in a college um, situation. So it worked out. Fell in love with him, fell with the team. I fit in, and it worked out. Uh, yeah, and did uh, I, I see, because uh, my former teammate, and uh, obviously he went to, to Pitt, Pittsburgh as well, I hear that Larry helped you make the decision to go pro. What did Larry yeah. say to you? He said, yo, you, you know how he is. Like, <laughs> yeah. If you really know Larry, you know Larry. Larry, funny. Go get that bread, man. Get that bread, man. Go <laughs> get that bread, man. Look, he still look. He said, you, I came out, he was like 20-something, or he did what, two years. He said, come out there, show you two years, leave. Get that money. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I already Because <laughs> my, my, my brother, my brother played with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. So that's how I okay. met kids. You know, that one, like, like I'm talking okay. about When I took mm-hmm. off and all that, my second year, he must going into my second year, he cooked me up with everybody. You know, and that was that was great, yo. For Larry, he a great dude. He's funny as hell, though. Yeah, know yeah, yeah. He about that money, though. <laughs> Get that money. Hey, no doubt get, about it. It gave you great <laughs> advice. It all worked out for you. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no doubt about it. Yeah. Hey, it all worked out for you. Uh, Andy Reid drafted you to Philly. He then brought you to Kansas City, where you won your first championship ring. What influence has he had on your career? Oh, that's my big guy, man. Like, that's this. Uh, I mean, I just think about just 
coming into it. You know, I was yeah. 20 years old. I was young. I was immature. I come for nothing, you know, and I just wanted to play. He gave me mm -hmm. a shot. You know, he let me be myself. He changed my life and my family's life. So forever grateful and thankful. Um, Even to this day, we still text and talk. That's my yeah. guy. I mean, uh, the Super Bowl, I was messing with him like, hey, coach, man, you're going to lose this game. You know, Jack, uh, Jack, yeah. for the game. Yeah. You know, but he, he's one of them dudes that everybody loves. Like his first championship he won. You should see how many players, coaches, ex-players were rooting for him. Cause he has that thing about him that everybody loves, man. And the one thing I like about him also, he believes in giving guys second chances. A lot of these coaches in this league, yeah. man, they, you do one thing wrong. It's like they, they mark you. He's not like that. He's right. been through a lot with his family, you know, and he thinks, Hey, man, yeah. he's real spiritual. And he's like, we all make mistakes. You know, and, and who am I not to give this guy a second chance? That whole thing we did with Michael right. Vick, I was so happy for him. Like, wow, this guy gave this guy another yeah. chance, you know, yeah. to, to yeah. you know, exercise his career and help him out. Right. Well, after Ch uh, after uh, Andy Reid, your, your next head coach was Chip Kelly. And we oh, all knew. Okay. You know, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we all knew what uh, Chip Kelly did on the college level. But did you, obviously, we know that's not your favorite. But what was your expectations knowing the style that he had coming into Philly matching up with yours? I wasn't sure. I mean, I, I watched some of the uh, Oregon backs. They all did good. So I knew that mm. it was a good system for running backs. Um, I didn't really know mm. much about him. Um, he was cool. I mean, I, I, I'll say this. He was very smart. He was very intelligent. But but I think that the, the pros is different. No question. Yeah. You, know, you can't no treat question. people – you, you know, you can't treat people different. You can't, not different, but you can't treat them bad. You know, mm -hmm. you can't kind of right. yell at them and all that. Especially and treat yeah. them like kids. They grown them. So, yeah. Right. I think he learned from that, though. I mean, I think if he came yeah. back, he would be different. I don't okay. think he's coming back. I mean, he's going to need to stay. No, coach needs back. to stay on the co collegiate level. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's struggling over there now. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. Man, you got two rings now, Shady. Uh, but what was it like to see your former team in the Philadelphia Eagles in 2017? Won a championship with Nick Foles, a lot of guys that you played with when you were there in Philly being yeah. able to get to that level. What was that feeling like for you, seeing them win? I mean, I was happy for them. That's the one thing, like, a lot of dudes understand. Like, a lot of them dudes I played with, we still tight. You know, it's like Fletcher Cox. We text here and there, we talk. You know, Vinny Carey, you know, Nick Foles, Sproles. Man, Sproles is still tight. We still tight. Mm -hmm. So all them guys playing, like, I want to do, them guys do well. I mean, we, we all homies. Um, it sucked a little bit that I couldn't be there. I think yeah. about, like, all my championships mm -hmm. I've won, I wish that I could have brought one back to Philadelphia. Really that's that's right. home for me. My, my hometown's an hour away. Right. You know, they retired my jersey. That, since I left, 25 hasn't been worn, you know, since. Wow, so, I didn't I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, look hard. You ain't going to see him. You know that's I mean? big. <laughs> Man, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, so knowing that, it's like, dang, I wish I could have brought that back to the city because I love Philadelphia. Like, that's that's home for me. Oh, they love you also too. Yeah. You, you oh, no doubt about it. That that sucked. You know what I mean? Like, even going through that, like watching yeah. it was cool. But I did, I did feel it. I would be lying if I said I didn't feel that. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But I want them guys to win for sure. Yeah. Do you believe they should have kept Foles over Wentz? I don't know. Nah. I mean, yeah, I think they could have. They should have kept Wentz because Wentz, Wentz, people yeah. act like that dude wasn't yeah. killing. It. He was killing. Yeah. It. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, you got to think about the year he was having. Yeah, you know he, was, he had MVP a type year. Yeah. Yes. So, and I and I'm a Nick Foles guy. Get... I love Nick. Nick nice. Right. He's real nice. Mm -hmm. But but I think that Wentz yeah. was the right move for sure. Younger, he was doing it. I, he I think I played against Nick. You know, a bunch of times in Philly. I think he's a solid quarterback. I think he's a solid. Starter, but they definitely they made the right decision by keeping Wentz. In my opinion, in my opinion, I just think Wentz obviously got hurt and was never back 
to the same caliber player that he once was. I agree. Hey, but, and and hey, some of his guys was, banged up too. He had a lot, like a lot of injuries. Yeah, like Sean Jackson, right? Who's a beast? I played with DJ, but he was hurt. Right. So mm-hmm. you, you yeah. missing out on that's probably a thousand plus yards. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah, exactly. Armstrong. So, yeah. but he gets all the blame. You know how that is. Quarterback is all the blame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you was in a one of the most unique situations that ever <laughs> happened in sports. I can't wait to hear this story, you, Shady. Yeah, you was, a, you was a teammate of uh, Vontae Davis when he retired at halftime. <laughs> what were you thinking when he? <laughs> what were you thinking when he told the team that, yo? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and like when we came when we came from halftime, it was like he what? He retired at halftime? Just yeah, like, he, listen, he's so crazy. He like he think that like, yeah, Shady, hey man, I look, I did history. I did it my way. I'm like, boy, <laughs> you know, like talk, I'm like, you did it your way, like what? Ain't nobody did that before. So he thinking like I did something different, ain't nobody done done. Retired at halftime. And then to keep it real with you, he really retired like like into the first quarter, like, hey, I'm done, man. It's a young man. But he was still playing, but he was just out basically, I'm already checked out. No, no. He's told coach, I'm done. So coach, like, all right, just don't worry about it. Like, get yourself ready for the next series. Like, no, nah, not the next series. I'm finished. He said, All right, man, look, look. He said, Look, don't don't worry about it. We're gonna get back out there. Just just stay tuned. Stay in it. He said, He said, You understand what I'm saying, coach. I'm retired, I'm done. And walk, look, look. Then the, the equipment manager said that he was in the, the locker room showering, right? <laughs> he was changing. Yeah. They say, hum, they say he was like humming. Said, mm-hmm. Like everything good. Like <laughs> going home. He, and he's one of my favorite people, though. He's a good dude. But, hey, did, did he, any, he left a note and everything? They say he left nah, a note, too, or something like that? No, nah, he Text message or something like that? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure, but uh, he got out of it. I know that. Like, I'm gone. I'll see you later. <laughs> Man, listen, I, 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 when that happened, I was like, man, that's got to be some type of joke. Because like you don't thought it was fake, too. Yeah. Like, man, did, it, did Shady, did anybody, like, see that happening with him or it just kind of came from nowhere, like, leading up to that ball game? Nah, because it, he's he like it. that, though. Like, yeah, he, he's like, I won't say he's – now, he's just very – Sporadic, like you don't know what you're gonna get from. Unpredictable, huh? Because he, he made. I'm trying to tell you before that he made a key third down, smacked the ball down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they complete right. and they punted. And and then he was still in his, in his good. He had good years left. It wasn't yes. like he was old. It wasn't like he was struggling. I mean, he was still yeah. the, the best corner on the team. If you ask me, at that time, because yeah. because what yeah, Trey White was play. young, he was he was up yeah. and coming. You know what I mean? So he still was a veteran, the, the, the veteran leader. Of the group. He, man, look, he still could help us out. Like, he was still good. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. no he, doubt he about it. Good. He was a solid player. No doubt about he, it. But I guess, you know, I, I understand part was like, I've been so good for so long, I don't want to go out there and embarrass myself. And I guess that's what he thought. Yeah. And yeah, during the game, during the game, the game though. though. The only way <laughs> that he finished because, like, I think some dudes was hurt. Some corners was hurt. We were down. That's what I'm saying. Because, you, man, you, yeah. know how the, you know how them numbers are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, like help, like help us out. You know what I mean? Like, quit after the game, hey, man. Hey, speaking on numbers though, man, I remember a guy. I can't call his name, but was up. We were playing the San Francisco, uh, uh, the Forty ers yo. Limited on numbers. And said he would practice all week and everything. Said he couldn't play. Oh man, it hurt us bad. I, I can't say the guy's name. I can't put that information out like that. But, then but you, and you look at him different after like, man. Jesus Christ. No doubt about it, man. Come on, man. We, we, we work with you all week and you, yeah, now you come to Sunday and say you can't play. Come yeah, on, that, man. That, that's, that's yeah. tough. Like you say, you're only dressing a certain amount of guys anyway. Right. Exactly. Yeah, people don't realize that. Do you remember <laughs> uh, when you guys played the Cardinals that Sunday? Was it, it was Sunday, right? Yeah. You played Cardinals that Sunday. Yeah. You remember that, uh, one hand intercession Pat P had on a good Ooh. one? 
I do. Listen, I, I, when I be talking to dudes about like like real athletes, I'm like, yo, Pat P, a real athlete. The, the dude ain't small. <laughs> he ain't no small. He ain't small. You know what I'm saying? Got, yeah. Like, oh boy, caught it and they got his feet in. I said, that's a bad motherfucker <laughs> right there. That's like, a bad boy right there. I seen that. Hey, hey, kid, you not know when uh who uh, Tyrod was a quarterback, and I already knew when that's who was split out. I, I think I told Mac this. I said, man, every time they got that that plus that plus four split with a good one, he's either running a hitch or a go. And it was yeah, third. Gone. It was like third and twelve. I was like, oh, he ain't running no hitch. Yeah, man, I didn't even look. I I ran the I ran the route for him because I pressed him and I just ran straight down the sideline. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was close on the sideline. I was like, man, I just hope I can. I'm able to get some feet in to this thing because this could be a heck of a catch. <laughs> and I caught that nah, thing. Nah, I don't lie. That was crazy though, bro. Like crazy. Yeah, and then that, the thing that's is, definitely about the way feet. to get your feet in. Oh, this got his feet in, like, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that was nice, yo. That was crazy. One yeah, of the best interceptions it, I think. One of the best interceptions I've seen over the last decade. Because not to mention, you were going no against four too. You were going against a legit. You were going, going against speed. We know yeah, good. Yeah. We can run it. Olympian to that's say true, the least. Yeah. yeah, that dude can fly, fly, fly. No question. No hey, question. Uh, Shady, I know you. Uh, you talked about you know your career early on. You said. You know, you thought about contemplating retirement, you know, when you got to Tampa Bay. You know, how do you think your future looking right now? Well, um, you know, actually, I, I'm going to talk to VA um, next week. We talked mm-hmm. a little bit, but we're going to okay. talk next week. I mean, it's, it's the right team. If not the right team, I'm, I'm going to retire. Had a nice run at it. Yeah. Hopefully, I get a gold jacket. I got the numbers. You know, I have the championship, mm-hmm. so hopefully I get in there. You know, but it got to be the right team, right fit. Even like now, yeah. you get older, they look at you as like insurance. You know what I mean? Like, all right, mm-hmm. the young guys go down. We need you to go in there and play. Mm-hmm. Um, which mm-hmm. I, I, I would have did, and, and, and it wouldn't have been no drop off. Yeah. You know, but, but also, just they got to be a winning environment, you know, and, right. and good, good weather. Good, yeah. That, now, good weather. Sure. <laughs> I think when, you, when you're older players, like you either cool with just, right, I'm just playing for money and like stats, yeah. or you mm-hmm. want to win and be a part of that environment. Because if you got, you get these numbers, yeah. you gotta, like you're going to be miserable. One day you wake up, like, all right, you know, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. I did a lot. Right. In my career, yeah. I'm good, you know, so I got to be the right fit. Yeah. If you okay. don't play another down, and I know you mentioned the Hall of Fame briefly there, do you believe you should get in the Hall based on what you've done throughout your career? Yeah, I mean, just not even to brag myself to pump me up with numbers. I got numbers. I got stats. I got two championships, Um, you know. And then like, I've been the best running back in my decade. I'm not – a lot of these dudes right. are having three – three, four good years, and, like, they make them the greatest. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, since I've been in, in my era, right, I've been the best in my decade and plus. Everybody can't say that. Right. You know, and, and I think that's what it's yeah. all about. I, I see dudes in the Hall of Fame, like, I'm, you know, not to hate, but I'm not burying that dude. Or he he played. Another thing is, like, when I when I was when I'm with the Buffalo, people thought it wouldn't be the same because I didn't have, like, the players around me, and I still was holding it down. You know what I mean? Like, holding mm-hmm. it down with nobody really around me like that. A lot, a lot of dudes on right. that list, they be surrounded with a Hall of Fame quarterback, some Hall of Fame linemen, you know? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that make it yeah. easier. Yeah. I'm, I, had, I get yeah. about 15 times to still put numbers up. So, me and A.B. Yeah. was talking about that. We was talking about just, like, when you get older, you, you look at things different. Like, dang, I was in a great situation. Yeah. Like, got Hall of Fame linemen, Hall of Fame quarterback, you know what I'm saying? And you just look at things. And, and that's something that I be looking at other players. Like, this dude had all these guys around him and still was just, he did okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll see though. We'll see. I tell you this much: What's your- you, you, you got our vote. 
I, I, I know you got yeah, Pat P. You got my vote. No doubt. Appreciate, appreciate that. I, I, I need. I need all the <laughs> Hey, I've been retired no for years, it. and I've been a fan of the game. I was a fan of yours when you was cutting up at Pittsburgh. You know, we shared the same facility, but the way how right. you jumped into the scene in Philly and just kind of took that backfield to a whole nother level, and 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 Deuce yeah. used to love you, Coach Stanley. Deuce, Deuce Stanley, you know, yeah, we that's played my together. That's my my, right yeah. yeah. So, looking at the longevity of your career. Being a part of winning organizations and as an individual, always considered a top in your position. I mean, and you were a well-rounded guy on and off the football field. I mean, I don't know exactly what the requirements is when it comes to the Hall of Fame, but me personally, I think that's the requirement. When people see you at the top echelon of your position group throughout your career, you got individual numbers and you won. You helped. Even if you didn't have championships, I still think you should be in the Hall when you when you're done. Right. You know what I mean? That's just a bonus in my opinion. Because I know a lot of people, they use that ring as the final say-so. They do. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that's fair because that's a team-related achievement. You know what I mean? A lot of great players don't win championships. It's not their fault. You know what I mean? But if you're great, you should be great. You should be considered great regardless if you have a championship or not. Right. Now, I agree with that. Hey, real quick before I leave, when the um, the younger dudes, like, when you talk about the Steelers and, like, the Ravens, like, that defense Mm – they they got that name to them, like that you kind of not saying you fair because you don't fair nothing in sports, but but you like alert, like yo, them dudes bring it. So I'm telling yeah, yo, they, yo, they ain't listen, listen. These ain't the old Ravens, they're old Steelers. Like that name is the name. Right. When I was playing, I played against them old Steelers, them old Ravens. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, you you yeah. seen that? Me and football talking about that. Like these dudes, I'm like yo, don't let the name and all that get you. Trust me. Right. Them boys over there, they good, but they ain't the old school. Ravens in the that's the difference between like right. playing now and the back then. Like you see the the air change and like how physical it is now to back then was mm-hmm. real physical or how like they, right. they favor the offense with different rules. So but that's the funny thing I want to tell you that because all like the old ex Steelers and Ravens, yeah. I'll be letting them know like yo, like people try to act like like the dudes now, and not say they're not good now, but just the name that carries the weight. Mm-hmm. It's really right, from right, back right. in the day when it was really Doing it, doing it. You know what I'm saying? It was, it right. was a bar fight. I mean, it, 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 it was that was the type of game where you're going to be in the ice tub from Monday through Friday. And then after the right. fact, you know, it was a straight bar fight. It's one of them elementary school fights where you go in the bathroom, you know, you're going to get ready to lock it up. It's, it's going down, right? <laughs> it's no, no question. No question. Last yeah. question before we uh, get you out of here and transition to the superlative part. Tom Brady, how many more years you think Tom Brady will play? Four. You say Eight. four? Four. Oh, I didn't. I was surprising. Listen, I put him at fifty. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, he probably no, he won't. He, he'll be he'll he be forty seven. He'll be forty seven. He, he probably, so 47. probably play two more. Years. He probably, he'll probably play two more years. A legit but, but he, two more. He can play four years. Wow. Good years. Like. Okay. Okay. Hey, that's that's yeah. big time. All right, superlative part of the show. Rapid fire question. We got a few questions. We're gonna get you up out here, Lashawn McCoy. Best moment of the Bucks boat parade. Uh. When we landed and we had the ceremony, and, and my dog Brady had to had to leave out, we had a nice good time. <laughs> and I think I think oh, I know you. I think saw, I know you. He always so serious. He always so serious, and I like to see that. Like, okay, my boy, human. Yeah, he let like, it down a little bit. Hey, that's what I was gonna say too. Ha- having that picture of Tom Brady tipsy. Uh, one tipsy, page. Pat. He was all the way day drunk. It was no tipsy. No, <laughs> no, I know, I know. <laughs> I didn't want to put drunk and Tom Brady in the same category. So that's it's okay. He's human. It's okay. <laughs> he, he, he human. Hey, uh, best running back of this century. 
Ooh. In the 2000s, who you got? Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. Who your top three then? Give me your top three. All time? No, in, in the uh, 2000s. The top three okay. running backs in the 2000s. Uh, AP, Frank Gore. AP, Frank Gore. You had uh, Falk play a little bit in the 2000s. Lavinia. Yeah, but I, but I, I like it. I like but I just give you dudes that like I kind of – Cause Falk's one of my favorites. Yeah. I, yeah. If I do that, I gotta yeah. go to you know what I mean. I'm just gonna do that. Like yeah. I really Closer seen to you. playing the same field. Yeah, on the same yeah. field and all that. I, I would go with either Chris Johnson or um or Arian Foster. Yeah. Ooh, Arian Foster had yeah. Yeah. Arian Foster he had nice. a smooth style. Arian yeah. Foster, nice. yeah. Arian Foster was special. Best snow game player of all time. Best what? Snow game player of all time in the <laughs> snow. <laughs> uh. I'm biased now. Uh, <laughs> it got to be you, uh, right? Yeah, but I ain't want to say me. Say, you go so crazy. Let me, let me get hey, let me get these numbers real quick. In 2013 versus the Lions, 217 yards. 2017 mm-hmm. versus the Colts, 156 yards. I mean, and you were making people miss out there, so it got to be you. Yeah, I'll take that one. I'll take that one now. You give me no choice. <laughs> most talent. Yeah, <laughs> most talented quarterback you ever played with, strictly off talent. 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 Just strictly off their talent, talent alone. Talent. Dang. I might say uh either Pat or um or Vic. Oh. Talent. Yeah. You said talent. Yeah, yeah talent. Talent. Yeah, talent. talent. Yeah, talent. That doesn't mean yeah. running, that means jumping, that means oh, yeah. okay, Yeah, ahead. everything. Yeah. Either Pat or, or Vic. Now you gotta pick one, Shady. You gotta pick one. Ah. You gotta pick one. I'm gonna go all right, Pat. Okay. Last okay. question for you. Just like me and Pat, you know, we're big time uh Kobe Bryant fans. Uh, what's your favorite Kobe moment ever? Last question. I got so many. I'm a Kobe fan. Um, um, I think when he came back home to Philly and got the chip, that mm-hmm. was big to me because I'm an Allen Iverson fan, and, and he's a Philadelphia guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, his last game, Kobe, Kobe out. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm he dropped and, uh, sixty plus. Yeah. 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 Then, uh, see, I, I got so many Kobe memories because that's my dog. You know. Yeah. But I'll take. I'll give you them two right there. No doubt, no doubt, okay. no doubt. Well, hey, man, Shady, we appreciate you joining us here, man, on All Things Covered, Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden. No <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. All appreciate love, it, man. All right, Shady. Yes, Be safe. Yes, sir, same here. Thanks again to Shady McCord, and thanks to everyone for listening to this episode of All Things Covered. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back again later this week with a bonus basketball episode with special guest Antoine Walker where you can expect all things to be covered. Peace.